the Golden Knights skate in their first winter classic. We will have a preview of the game as VGK takes on the Seattle Kraken coming up ahead right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Garlick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you by FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On. Chris? Finally, it's here. You know, we've been looking forward to this game for a while. VGK taking on the Seattle Kraken. They're not going to, well, they're at T-Mobile, but not Arena. They're going to be at T-Mobile Park, actually, in Seattle. Um, And the game takes place starting at 12 o'clock noon. uh, Coming up on New Year's Day, VGK tied for the most points in the Pacific Division. And the Seattle Kraken in fourth place in the division. And they endured an eight-game losing streak, which ended earlier in the month of December, what type of a matchup can we expect between these two teams? Bad ice, bad ice. Um, it's it's hard to tell what to expect coming into the game. I mean, it's just it's weird. There's so many things that go into a winter classic. Uh, Coach Cassidy, one of the things that goes Tony, Tony found bad here. ice. I'm here. He, Tony found bad ice. Um, my phone. Drop my phone. Nice. It's all good. So one of the things coach, I started fumbling things. I know I didn't say William Carlson though. Um, Coach Cassidy did talk about one of the key differences is when you're on the the road, your family isn't there. Well, your family is definitely going to be there for this game. So that certainly plays into a part of things. You have all the different production elements, all the things happening during the game, between the game and the intermission And it really just comes down to, I think, whichever team is able to go from the glitz and the glam and the environment and being wide-eyed to shutting all that off and playing a hockey game. And whichever team can do that first will have a big advantage when it comes to determining the outcome of the game. So teams, traditionally, they have a huge entrance, right, where they come into the stadium uh, there for the Winter Classic and they dress up. So like at Fenway Park, one of the favorites for me. All-time best. All-time best. Was when they wore the flannel baseball uniforms going into Fenway. That was by far, I think, the coolest entrance. And I know that a lot of the media folks were trying to get answers out of the players this past week on what that entrance might look like. Do we have any idea? Paul Cotter, I think, uh, inadvertently gave spilled the beans a little bit when he said it's not his first rodeo. Um, look at cowboys. The They're going to dress up like cowboys. Western, Western wear, Western wear. Okay, Western, Western wear. wear. Got a little you. different. Okay. A little different. So, all right, like the trench coats and the cowboy hat, maybe like kind of like like gunslingers. You know that oh, type okay. of thing. That's kind of cool. So my my guess is what, and it wasn't even Paul Cotter. I think that leaked it. I think it's the videos. The the hype things like Zach White Clouds look and stuff like that. And on the other side, 
I think you see like the fisherman look from from the Kraken and stuff like that with the big, I don't know, how do you even explain it? The weird hats and the big rubber boots and stuff like that walking in. So that that's where where I'm setting the line for both teams. Who knows? Maybe there's something completely, you know, we don't expect, but I'll take uh, the fisherman look against uh, the old school cowboy western gunslinger stuff going on there. There were a ton of photo ops on Sunday as we saw the families, as you mentioned, out on the ice with the players, and it just became like a family affair out there. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, The only thing that I have that could reference something like that was when they played that outdoor game at Caesars Palace, and the day before we went out on the ice, we could have used those high boots because it was nothing but slush. Uh, But yeah, when the Rangers played the Kings here, Uh, back in the early 90s at Caesars Palace. But it is a cool thing to be able to go out on the ice and to enjoy it as well with your family. I got some remorse going. I mean, I we had the family trip. Oh, yeah, we had the family trip, and I was watching all the other media members actually last night on the ice getting to skate out there and do their thing. Yeah, why are they uh, out there? Okay, yeah. That's a tradition. Tradition. Family media always gets their time out there, but – you know, it's it would have been really nice to get out there for this, but unfortunately, uh, life and duty and family called so and money and money. That. It costs and that's a lot. Where that, yeah, exactly. That's where well, you well, the even the cost. It was, for me, it's more of not the cost of going, but the cost of leaving Getting my home. work for a couple of days. Oh yeah, that that's uh, I think where the, the the compounding part of it. So uh, for the Seattle Kraken, it's been disappointing, as we mentioned, uh, and. This happens every year, I think, where Philip Grubauer gets hurt. And so now Joey Decord will be the starting goaltender. He of like his save percentage as of a couple of days ago before the Philly game was 944. I think he's won. He's 5-1-2 and two now, I believe, uh, with his record. And he's done a great job. They did defeat the Flyers in OT their last time out. So rigged that they played a game on Friday whereas VGK played a Thursday night game, and they won in overtime 2-1. to one. Jaden Schwartz is out. Andre Barakowski is also – shut up, Tony. First time of the new year. Andre Barakowski is also out for the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Kraken, this isn't the same team, though, this that it was to our start first the rodeo. year. That, there this you isn't go. our first there rodeo. So Kraken six one and three and a four game winning streak right now six one and three in their last ten. So it's important to I think for the Golden Knights to acknowledge the fact that this isn't the a five hundred Seattle Kraken team. This is much more closer to the team that resembled the team that almost went against the Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final. The Kraken were within two goals, right? They took the Stars to Game Seven, lost uh, by one goal. They scored a goal late, but still they lost the seventh game in their second ever season as an NHL franchise to, you know, qualify for a conference final. So I think just to, th- this game is such a good reminder of how bad of a job so many GMs do in the NHL, right? I mean, I know Vegas and Seattle, I guess you can say they are blessed with a blank slate. I'm sure there's a lot of franchises that would gladly take a blank slates, but the reality is Seattle's built a team their way. The Golden Knights have built a team their way and, you know, all of a sudden they're going to be competing in the feature game of the NHL regular season. So I think it's just pretty awesome to acknowledge that. But again, back to the crack, and they're playing good hockey. They're peaking at the right time. Golden Knights thankfully reminded themselves they know how to win a big game this past Thursday, and 
as Tony, of course, stated about the schedule. They've been off. The Golden Knights been off for a couple days, uh, enjoying that victory and got the Seattle nice and comfortable uh, yesterday and uh, got ourselves a hockey game. VGK eight and one career wise, um, historically now against Seattle. It's just kind of strange in that I always see like the original six teams playing in these games, right? That that always has a different feel. I'm just curious about the vibe, not the immaculate vibes, because that went away in 2023. But I'm just I, I'm really curious, Chris, about the vibe for this game with uh, two of the newest franchises or the two newest franchises in the National Hockey League. The NHL hates the Golden Knights. Not no, the don't. NHL, not the league. I mean, okay, I said I said that the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the Gary Bettman was the Gary Bettman led the parade. Fans outside of Southern Nevada hate the Golden Knights. Okay, Canada, that's, that's fair. Sure as heck hates the Golden Knights. Yeah, they and, hate them. Did you? And Seattle now is getting in that same perspective because they're not a bad hockey team. They almost made a conference final, which means they almost made a Stanley Cup final. Whereas, you know, everywhere in Canada hasn't even stepped the Stanley Cup in a long time, nor won a Stanley Cup since 1993. So, yeah, there certainly is some different big picture perspective, right? I mean, the Golden Knights, they're a major market, sure, but nowhere near any of the Canadian markets or the original six markets here in the States or some other franchises as well. So, yeah, I mean, the NHL definitely is taking a chance from a ratings perspective, a marketability perspective. But in the same token, maybe it's also showcasing to some potential cities because the NHL still wants to expand. For whatever reason, Atlanta is coming back, being tossed around like a possibility. I don't understand that. But They do have a good hockey base there. I was there, I told you, the ECHL arena within the last yeah they've they lost two franchises bro like i'm over it <laughs> you yeah. lost the flames you lost you lost the thrashers like the oh thrashers. Home, you're done with like yeah. two like like two 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 posts and you're out i mean i don't know what to okay say. but i wonder if it were ma- management or ownership or what have you uh sure LT, and that's totally fair totally fair lt that kit looks like he should be playing for the nashville predators okay it's all gold right did you see his goalie kit oh okay. it's all gold. the kid talk about the kid it's a kit, the kid right no, no, I was. I was thinking about to. Like, I wasn't talking about the caboodle. I'm just talking about the kit. No, I, I like his kit. I mean, the and this was pretty cool. So the um, Steve Marsh shared a link, NHL YouTube link, whatever it was, where you could watch the Golden Knights practice live today. Oh, cool! And were for the, a second, were their families still on the ice? Yeah, families were were on the glass. Families on the glass. Watching. No, they were on the glass. Okay, but so my point is, I turned it on. And there's Aiden Hill on the ice in full uniform. But then him, Shea Theodore, yeah, the Ben Hutton, there, right? They're all there, but they all skate off. They, they skate on the ice for a second, like a little warm-up skate around, and then all the injured players like skate it off like in the penalty box or something, unfortunately. Okay. Wow, <laughs> so, that's interesting. Well, yeah. We Will Carey looks like he's going to draw in, though. Will Carey, <laughs> there, there are four players, okay. but looks like Carrier is going to draw back into this game. Practiced uh, Saturday, City National, Sunday with the team. Uh, on the ice in Seattle. So Carrier should draw in. If I had to make an assumption, Dorofiev is going to draw out. I don't know if that's the right decision, but knowing Coach Cassidy, that's probably what he's going to do. Okay, and Ben Hutton, you think, might be out for a while. So, yeah, it's finally out there in a sense. Um, The Golden Knights, they showed their entrance in the back of house in, in in, um, 
in T-Mobile Park. And Who you was saw leading Hutton, the charge? The, the main the, man at the Kelly front. Kelly McCrimmon and McPhee were in the front. That's pretty good. Actually. They were on the front. Yeah. And then someone wanted to stir the pot and say, where's Coach Cassidy? Why is he not out there? Like, stop it. Dude, but he is the forgotten man with those guys. Or I maybe, swear. Okay, fine. Okay. You said you want to keep another, the 30 another show. So. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> you saw Ben Hutton. He had a, he had a sling, like uh, had sling. whatever yeah. going on here. So Splint. that's not good. But where where's Goldie? Where's Goldie? That's what you How were asking. Goldie didn't make the trip? How come Goldie frozen? Might have frozen. So the roof, the roof is not on fire. Uh, but the roof, is it going to be open or closed? It's not an indoor game. It's an outdoor game. I mean, I think if it starts it was raining, closed. was it closed to... today? Was it? I closed think it was today? open. So I'm pretty sure it was open okay. today for practice. But yesterday, I, I saw sure. a lot of photos where it was closed. So, yeah, there's. Roof. And there's some concerns right now. Um, watching the press conference, watching some of the players talking, puck was sticking, and the puck sticks on the ice when there's extra condensation out there. What causes that condensation? How does this affect the total? Under. Long Take story short. Under. Okay. Um, but there could be a couple things that could have caused the ice to be a little sticky, I guess the easiest way to say Velcro, it. Velcro, probably number one, right? Yeah, Velcro, no, probably Velcro. not, but sure. Probably um, depending on how fast the players got on the ice after the ice was first Zamboni could be the first thing. You never, like like when we're doing beer league and stuff like that or youth hockey, the second the Zam gets on the ice, the kids are out there, there's pucks out there, and the pucks just, you can, you can give the puck everything you got, and it just stops when it, when it finds a puddle. So that could have been the first thing. Second thing, the weather, you know, could play a factor. I think it's a little cooler in Seattle. So I don't think, like, I think it's actually cooler in Seattle than the interior temperature of a hockey arena, which is right around 52, 54 it's degrees. Yeah. I think it's a little colder it's than that. Chilly. Yeah. Um, there could be some humidity because the roof has been opened a lot. So, you know, there could be some conditions. And um, Alec Martinez had an interesting perspective as well. He called the ice hollow because there's nothing underneath it. I don't know what that means. I'll be I'll be completely honest. I don't know what that means, but he called the ice hollow and felt it was a little bit of a difference. You know, he was moving a little bit differently. Coach Cassidy referenced the fact with the puck sticking, players might play with their heads down a little bit more, could lead to some physicality where someone has their head down and just gets, you know, blown the heck up. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much the notes uh, from the locker room, I guess, in Cassidy. Coming up next, does VGK have an advantage on the big stage? Our Chris Golick believes so. We'll talk about this when we return right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Which is still brought to you by FanDuel. It's brought to you by FanDuel. Yes. Okay, thank I, I, you. I, I never took it down. Okay, thanks for <laughs> leaving that up there. And thank you for reminding me. And thank you for making this your first listen. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers to stay hot with FanDuel, right? So right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, it's a good time to do so as the playoffs are on the horizon. The Raiders won't be there. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including a lot of good things like the point spreads and the player props, the totals, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the National Football League. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Can you put that FanDuel ad back out there for me? 
Okay. Uh, Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen as always. And thank you so much for all of your attention to our podcast. Um, we're going to wind up this year because we're recording this on Sunday uh, with over 169,000 downloads, which is just mind blowing for both of us. So we appreciate everyone that downloads this. And uh, the cool thing is about one third of the people that download the podcast are what they call unique listeners, right? So those people are listening to our show for the first time. So shout outs again to Golden Knight fans, but also fans around the National Hockey League who really want to know the insight on how rigged this schedule really is. We have 30,000 You didn't know I was of, going there. Oh, I knew you was coming up. So we have 30,000 hours of watch time on YouTube. That's a Jeez, lot. Jeez, that's a lot to that's watch lot. these two guys right here. Let's give Christopher some love. Maybe Chris, maybe Chris is bringing them in. Chris is bringing in a ton of those, about 25,000 for sure. So, uh, so VGK, you believe, has the advantage on the big stage. A couple of when you posted that and sent that and texted that to me today, I was like, okay, they do have an advantage eight to one, I think, in the series. I don't sometimes care about that. I just think that when VGK plays Seattle, I feel like it's overmatched in favor of VGK. I feel like they just have a decisive advantage over the Kraken. That's just my impression when they play. And I'm by no stretch a VGK homer, right? We know that. <laughs> uh, so they played in the cup final. Now you kind of play itself right there. Yeah. So that definitely gives you the credibility. And they've already played outdoors in Lake Tahoe, um, most of the VGK players. So that does give them a little bit of an advantage. And on top of that, Bruce Cassidy goes for a 3-0 and start in outdoor games, in outdoor games. Um, the Bruins beat the Flyers up in Lake Tahoe, and it was 7-3 to over the Blackhawks in 2019. That was the Fenway Park game. Was that really four years ago? Sorry, is that really Blackhawks, four years The Blackhawks got an outdoor game four years ago. That, that, that by itself is interesting. Yeah. In the state of that franchise. Um, right. I just hope OG the ice six. is going to be. I'd say let's hope the hope the ice is going to be better than Lake Tahoe, I guess, to start there. <laughs> but I mean, my main thing is so I think back to the Stanley Cup final. I think back to Media Day when I was there. I was talking to the Florida Panthers players, and like they were very nice and humble about the experience, but they were also excited to be there. They were they were content with making the Stanley Cup final. Yes, they wanted to win the Stanley Cup final, but they were content with their place. They're the eighth seed, didn't even make the playoffs till the last day. I think the Blackhawks actually helped them, now that we're talking about that, by beating the Penguins there. So fast forward to how this matters right now. The Golden Knights, yes. Uh, Coach Cassidy has been you know, pushing the players to enjoy this time with their families, know when to you know, focus on taking the moment in, staying in the present. One of Cassidy's favorite quotes about himself and the team. But he also knows that this team knows when it's time to focus on winning a hockey game. You saw that on display at the Stanley Cup final. You saw that in when I was talking with the players leading up to the Stanley Cup final, the Golden Knights. You knew there was a mission. Yes, they're in the Stanley Cup final. They're happy to be here. Awesome. Good job. 
but now it's time to get to the business of winning the Stanley Cup. Same thing's going to apply tomorrow. Does this mean the Golden Knights are going to win the Winter Classic? No. The Kraken can certainly give them a good game, and it could be a very close and competitive game. But if it's going to be decided simply on which team can rise to the occasion, can rise to the big moments, the Golden Knights have a glaring advantage, in my in my opinion. And Coach yeah. Cassidy, three of these now. Yeah, third time. third one. And he knows better than players, anybody on this team how to handle it. A lot of the players for VGK have played before outdoors. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, like, what the game, like, the tempo will be. Slug. Um, sluggish. I think it'll be sluggish with the hello ice. That'll be excuse number one by far, by far, if they falter in this game. Um, and then I'm also just wondering about, like, how caught up they will be, both teams, just in that atmosphere it is different it's much different than the stanley cup because there's not like a ton on the line it's it's a fun atmosphere they want to put on a show for the national television audience i i told you like i just don't i, I am not a fan of just the way that the game is broadcast right because and again the rink is set far back the only people on the ice you set are probably the families maybe perhaps um, and you're just away from the action. Although they'll probably pull fans away from the uh, the glass there, so that fans around the uh, you know the stadium can see it, right? So, Coach Cassidy twice now he's talked about that. Actually, he talked about it Saturday at City National, and then Sunday Missed after the teams practiced. Um, I know him pretty well, though. Now, I guess, huh? If I'm <laughs> apparently. saying things like that. So, Cassidy did mention that you know players are used to having you know that enclosed environment with players right on top of you, pounding on the glass and everything. And I don't know if he used the word disconnect, but he definitely mentioned it's a different environment, which can lead to you getting you know, a little bit lost in the moments and just kind of looking around and taking things in. Um, mentioned the sight lines are strange once the puck is elevated. Uh, yeah. Coach Cassidy did mention that the center ice logo is dark and there's a good potential that passes might get lost between, you know, the darkness and, the you know, the cloudiness of a, a, a December, uh, January, now I guess January, a January afternoon in Seattle when it's cloudy and weird outside and everything. So, and again, it's the same for both teams, though. Let's be clear about that. I understand what you're saying. And if the Golden Knights do have a rough game, and especially if it looks like they're sluggish, I'm sure, as with the theme lately, you'll hear that the Golden Knights, is they played more games than anybody, and here we go, here we go. Don't get me started with that. Right. But the Golden Knights, like I said, I mean, they can get their focus. If they can not worry as much about the lights and everything, they're going to be just fine. I wonder in hockey if it's the same as so NCAA basketball final fours, right? When they play in those big stadiums, as opposed to the smaller arenas, yep, yep, yep. they have a lot of issues with depth perception. So I'm curious if there's going to be a feeling out like portion of this game to where they actually start to focus in on the on the rink rather than again those surroundings around it. Um, I mean, does that make sense? I haven't watched a lot of boxing recently, but in a lot of the heavyweight matches, you don't see him out there trying to get a knockout in the first or even the second round. It's what's your opponent doing? What's their mindset? What's their style? Yes, you're going to throw some punches. And if you can get a knockout blow in the first or second round, you go for it. But, 
you know, in, in the end of George Foreman's career, he wasn't knocking a lot of people out. He was winning a lot of decisions. And by that very nature. So, yeah, I can see the early part of the game, a lot of dump and chase, a lot of just taking what you have, a lot of trying to make sure the puck is actually going to move on the ice. You know, so it's going to be under under in the first period and maybe in that first 10 minute bet, no goal scored might be a, a good uh, or now 10 minutes and 30 seconds in some of the local houses here. But that might be something to take a look at. Okay, coming up next, we have our locks of the night and our predictions for the big game. We'll be back with more right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back on Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We sure do appreciate everyone out there. Hope that you're enjoying this New Year's Eve and New Year's Day break, wherever you might be especially our everydayers who tune in on a regular basis. Cannot thank you enough because that's what makes this show tick. And don't forget, on Fridays, it's always WTF, what the Friday. And on Saturdays, it's the Chris and Chris show, where Big Chris this week had a lot of resolutions and no excuses and no circumstances. I got nothing. I got nothing. (laughs) Oh, Tony dropped something again. Tony dropped something again. He's back. He dropped. So uh, real, really fast. I dropped, I'll, 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 I dropped I'll, a sneeze. Oh, okay. I, tur- I turned off the mic, though. I that was good. That was good. I'll, I'll, fill, I'll, I'll fill 15 seconds. So we went to the Silver Knights game last night, <laughs> me and me and little Chris. Isaiah Seville, he took a page out of Logan Thompson's book against uh, the Ducks and one-upped him, unfortunately. Uh, five first-period goals, and he got the got the heave-ho going, coming out of the first period. So Man. Not a good showing by uh, the Silver Knights. Uh but it's Vikeman, not WTF. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, I'll say Vikeman came in and did okay. Gave him two goals and two. Both those goals came in the third period. Just the game was well over. Nice little fight though in the in the third period, which made it a little bit interesting. But uh-huh. if you didn't go to that game, you didn't miss anything either. Besides okay. New Jersey, it's kind of cool. But besides that, so I was in and nice uh, take there by the Ontario Rain there putting an L on the front of their jersey. That's that was good. great. That was that's good, good fire. Uh, so. Just a quick note here. Um, so I was in the Valley of Green, Green Valley, uh, right there near the arena. Okay. Um, and people are still, they're not paying for parking. They're parking off premises and they're parking there around Green Valley Ranch and everything else. That's district, over yeah. there, the district and what have you. Uh, didn't they say two things? And I always go back to this, that they were going to build pedestrian bridges to go over Yes, over the crosswalk. They did, initially. Okay. And they I, don't, I don't remember, about, but, I, but I'm sure it wouldn't surprise me. They also talked about this underground tunnel that no one believes me. I'm going to have to go back and dig that up. Because that's what they were they were saying. You could just come in off of Green Valley Parkway to alleviate the traffic. And they were coming up with some sort of a tunnel design where you get off, exit, and go underneath and into the parking lot. But so I, there it's was, dangerous out there. It's dangerous is what I'm getting no, at. No, there right was a couple things said, and I do vaguely possibly remember some of that. Another thing Foley simply said was talking about traffic lights and traffic flow and stuff like that. And I mean, maybe this is a, an unnecessary shot I'll take, but there isn't enough people going to the games to cause a lot of oh, traffic okay. in the first All right. place. That's good. But there was a decent crowd, and a lot of fans were just parked outside of the arena area. And oh, yeah, they, they all no parked at the district. Cops, 
no traffic cops out there directing traffic with the pedestrians. Okay. No, there's the only it's, the only traffic people WTM, are inside. Yeah. Not WTS. WTF that comes up later this week. Okay. Time for our locks and predictions for the big game. <laughs> Very good. Am I starting? Yeah, you can start. I don't okay. care. <laughs> All right. So I think the Golden Knights do have the advantage historically, number one, over Seattle. Number two, given my second point about the, the Golden Knights being able to shine on the big stage, as far as who's going to shine on the big stage, let's go back to game five of the Stanley Cup final. Mark Stone, hat trick. That's where I'll start my bidding. Jonathan March still gets the con Smythe. We'll certainly uh, go there. So I'm going to go with Stone and... Stone and March is so Eichel might get in there too, but Stone and March is so if I could take a third, I would take Eichel. But we should go. Let's go three today, Tony. It's a big game. Let's go three locks of them. Let's go three. Let's go with three. I have Eichel and Stone on my list. Again, you say the advantage to VGK, advantage McEnroe, advantage to VGK because of all the uh, experience here in bigger games. I say in this game, okay. All right, my third would be Logan Thompson. He'll get an assist, so yes. that's going to happen. But also, if LT cannot see the puck indoors where there's good lighting, look at that face. Oh, this is going to hurt. He's, he's not going to be able to find the puck. He will not be able to find the puck there in the stadium lights. Poor no Logan. way. Poor Logan. Poor Logan. For that reason alone, I wanted to take an under with a hollow ice. However, I am going to take a final score of five to three VGK. I'll still go with VGK, but I think that at least three goals given up by LT. Uh, I'm with you on the on on three goals. Um, I'm going four three Golden Knights. It's going to be four two. Then the six on five, they're going to give up that third goal. So the eighth goal of the season on six on five, they've given up seven already. That's yeah, no, it, you know, this was kind of an off kind of color comment that that Coach Casty was asked about, like on the 30th game of the season or 29th game of the season. And he jokingly said, well, we got 50 games to get this figured out. They figured out we were talking. Mm-hmm. They got 50 games to get this figured out. Well, now you got 42 to get this figured out. It's not getting any better. But of course, Tony, they haven't had any practice time this season. They played the most games. <laughs> OK, I'm so sick of I- that. I- I don't jump on, the, on this like you do, Tony, but that is the one thing that drives me nuts that like Coach Cassidy keeps saying. Yeah. I love everything about Cassidy. Absolutely. Classy dude, like but that's – I don't like him saying that over and over. It's an, it's an excuse. Yes, it's a circumstance. It's an excuse, but it's a circumstance. It's, it's a circumstance, exactly. More I games. Know. We played more games than anyone on the planet, okay? But it's going to even out later, and we do need some practice time, as do Chris and I. So we appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, I'm not, I, last year I put down some resolutions on paper. I think that that helps. And I actually had a pretty good year according to my resolutions. So I didn't break very many of them. Um, I exceeded the calorie count, but the other ones, yeah, uh, I did. Okay. I did. Okay. So I'm not like, it's not one of those years, Chris, where it's like, Oh, I can't wait for this year to be over. I'm just hoping to carry that momentum into is that good like in coach speak 
Yeah, that, no, 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 that no, momentum into I'll, I'm going to back it up. I got something to back it up with. So one, one tweet that I did like out there that I saw and then the cesspool. Of Was it one of mine? Yeah. No, definitely okay, not. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you do see a lot of people talking about, and this isn't anything on your timing, Tony, but there's a lot of people that are, sort of speak, pounding their chests about things they've accomplished in this past year. And good for you, good for everything everybody has done. But simply surviving the year and getting out of the year can be good too, no matter what everyone's circumstances are. So there you go. All right. And happy new year to you, Chris, to all of our listeners and viewers. We appreciate everyone that tunes in to the show and thanks so much. And of course we'll be back on Tuesday with a recap of the outdoor game as we continue through this season. Thanks for tuning in everyone. We'll see you again next year right here on lockdown golden Knights. Take care.